Welcome to Pardes Daily, where you get your daily dose of Torah with Pardes faculty. This time, Pardes is bringing Pesach to you. Let's dive in. Shalom. This is Yiska Smith coming to you from Pardes in Yerushalayim. Welcome to the second episode in Preparing to Experience Inner Freedom and liberation through the lens of Rav Cook's commentaries on the Haggadah Shel Pesach. The source for these commentaries are found in his Sefer, Haggadah Shel Pesach, Im Perush Olat Ra'aya. Ra'aya is also the acronym, the Roshay Tevot, for Rav Avraham Yitzchak HaKohen, Cook. And the Sefer Olatraya was Rav Cook's commentary on the Sidur, in which he also included his commentary on the Haggadah Shal Pesach. That is the source for this Hasidut track in the Pardes Daily Pesach Challenge. So, episode two. I would like to share with you the Rav's understanding commentary on the first sign of the 15 signs of the Seder, Kadesh. So the first of the four cups of wine is poured, and we make the Kiddush. So Rav Cook points out the word Kadesh, sanctify, is in the singular and not Kiddushu, which would be in the plural. The lesson to be derived from this grammatical form is that though Kiddush Hazman, the concept, the command to sanctify time, is a collective event on the part of the Jewish people, nevertheless, the individual is not obliterated in the collective. So we see in Shemot Yudbet Aleph, in Exodus 12, 1. So Hashem said to Moshe and Aharon in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you, in the plural. It shall be for you, again in the plural, the first of the months of the year. So the command, as it was relayed to Bnei Yisrael from Moshe Rabbeinu, was in the plural. However, each individual contributes a unique dimension in the way each individual, in fact, sanctifies time. Israel is not similar to a totalitarian regime where the individual becomes subjugated to the collective. On the night of this festival, which is the foundation of all of Hashem's appointed times, each member of Israel has the ability to bestow upon the day his or her very own dimension of sanctity. This individuality is part and parcel of our emancipation from Egyptian bondage. This is part of what it means to be free. A slave has no sense of self-expression, has no sense of 
not being obliterated in the collective. In fact, to the contrary, a slave's individuality is obliterated in the collective. So Rav Cook wants to emphasize that the command form Kadesh in the singular is so that each individual Jew is called upon to recognize the worth of his or her contribution. Kadesh, sanctify Hevra in the singular. He also brings down from Rav Tzadok HaKohen of Lublin. Now, Rav Cook was born 1865 and passed in 1935. Rav Tzadok HaKohen of Lublin was born in 1823, a little bit earlier, and passed away in 1900, a little bit earlier than Rav Cook. And he taught in Lakute Ma'amarim 68D as follows especially the sanctity of the times that Israel sanctify, especially those which we first learn in Parshat HaChodesh, which is what I quoted earlier in Exodus 12.1. The sanctity of individual times derives from the sanctity of Israel through being individuals. On the other hand, approached from the point of view of collective sanctity, time is undifferentiated. Individual sanctity allows one time to be different from the other in a unique way. So each of us, as we fulfill collectively as part of the nation, Kiddush Hazman, so again, Rav Sadok HaKohen of Lublin is also teaching to the importance that from this very command, we learn that we have the capacity to sanctify time for ourselves. Not only the Rosh Chodesh, the new moon, the new month every, every month, every time there's a new moon, not only the appointed times of the Chagim, but we have our own unique times in our family celebrations, in our lives as we move through our life journeys. A slave does not have that. As a free, emancipated person, I'm able to choose how to sanctify one day after the next day after the next day. And the rabbis alluded to this interconnectedness by asking in Masechet Sanhedrin 65b, why is one day different from another? Why is one person different from another? Because I am allowed to, because I've been gifted with the consciousness of differentiating Yom Rishon from Yom Rishon to Yom Sheni, from Erev Shabbat to Shabbat. I have been gifted the consciousness, the freedom to express that, in fact, I am different from another. That's Kadesh. Now we move into well, the second step. The second is Orchatz. The hands are washed through the cup. No blessing is recited. And we'll move right into the third sign, which is the sign of Karpas, the greens. Some people also use a piece of uh, boiled potato. You can use parsley. According to the Talmud, Shabbat 140b, vegetables before the meal were a course reserved for the wealthy. Rav Chista said, 
quote, a student who does not have much bread should not eat vegetables like a salad before the meal because they whet the appetite and a student doesn't have a lot of money to have a full meal. And Rav Chista continues, when I was poor, I did not eat vegetables because they whet the appetite. So Rav Cook takes that and then interprets what it means to be a spiritual novice, someone who's not wealthy with spiritual experiences. A spiritual novice, not very far along the way, will restrict his or her diet in an attempt to live a life of asceticism and purity. However, our aspiration is to reach a high state of consciousness in which positive values, both in the physical and in the spiritual, do not impede one another, but rather enhance one another, a state of divine harmony, whereby in emulation of the Creator, one, quote, sits on high, yet sees the lowly, from Psalms 113. 113, verses 5 and 6. This is an expansive state of consciousness. Mochin de Gadlut, as the Kabbalah refers this to this, alluded to by verses such as, Without walls shall Yerushalayim be inhabited. In Zechariah, in Perak Bet, in the second chapter, verse 8, spread out and quote, then you shall delight in the Lord and I will ride you over the high places of the earth and I will feed you in the inheritance of Yaakov, your father. From Yeshayahu, Isaiah chapter 58, verse 14. Commenting on the, this verse, our sages explain in Shabbat, 118a, that, quote, the inheritance of Yaakov, the Nachalat Yaakov, that Yeshayahu is referring to, is an inheritance without limits. It's Nachala Bli Mitzarim, which is similar to Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, the country, Egypt, is a country of limitation, a country of narrowness. And in, in fact, in Shabbat 118a, the Chazal, the sages, refer to the Pasuk in Genesis 28, 14. And you, Yaakov, you shall spread out, Ufaratzta, westward, eastward, northward, and southward. So this whole idea of being able to eat a piece of green before we sit down to the continuation of the Seder and then prepare for the big meal is because we are already living in a place, in a consciousness where we know we can afford this. We don't have to live in this limited place of poverty. Spiritual poverty. Rav Cook is referring to spiritual poverty. On this night, the night of the watch, Lel Shimurim, Exodus 12, 42, we are protected from an imbalance, from an overabundance, a disproportion of people's values. Hence, we are ready to note our freedom by looking for a food that does whet the appetite, 
dafka. In our newfound state of spiritual maturity, we will be able to live in abundance rather than in the previous state of scarcity. However, never forget where we came from. This spiritual maturation would never have come about were it not for the previous refinement in the smeltery of Egypt. From the deprivation and depravity of Egypt, we ascended to Eretz Achimda, to the land of delight. And in this expansive state, to a land that lacks nothing. Lo kolba, Deuteronomy 8-9. Simply, carpus means greens. When the letters are reversed, the masters of the homiletics interpreted carpus to also mean samach perach. 60, hard labor. Samach, the gematria of, is 60. Meaning 600,000 Hebrew males who were subjected to hard labor. The visible outcome is greens or our ability to indulge in them. But the cause that brought about this effect was the hard labor of Egypt. The word perach is in Exodus 1.13, where we read that the Egyptians enslaved the children of Israel, mamash Perach, with crushing hardness. So we see this transformative process from being enslaved, from being limited, to now expansiveness. So we take the very Samach Perach and we transform it into carpus. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. So I thank you all to Da for listening, for listening to this incredible episode of how to cultivate moving from a narrow to an expanded space just by eating a piece of parsley, eating a piece of boiled potato. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to sharing the next episode, episode three, Be'ezrat Hashem, please God, with you all tomorrow. Shalom Lehitraot. Thank you to our Pardes faculty and a big thanks to you, our learners. Make sure to check back in every day to stay on track with your learning and visit www.pardes.org.il for more information about other ways to learn with Pardes.